This is the Infatuation Podcast, where I get together with a few friends and talk about Asian people and Asian things that we love. This is Curtis, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about some of our favorite Asian creators on YouTube. Welcome to episode number six. Today we're talking about YouTube, which is this crazy phenomenon that I think everyone has gotten on board with, right? Um, you can learn so many things, right? If you want to learn how to fix a 1974 BMW, uh, they got you. If you want to learn how to bake a Norwegian Kringle, you can find a recipe. Uh, there's all kinds of things on YouTube. I'm sure you've watched it. But today we're going to focus our conversation on some of the Asian content creators out there, highlighting some some folks that are just getting started, as well as some that are legit celebrities. And so today I have two fun people to talk with. They're here with me now, so let me go ahead and introduce them. First, we have Avery. Avery is not just a friend. He's actually a relative. He's my wife's little brother. Hey, Avery. Hey, how's it going, Curtis? It's going good. Thanks for coming on with us. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, it's always kind of nervous when, you, when you're dating someone and you're thinking about getting married. It, it's always kind of nervous about when you meet their family. And so I remember, what was it? Uh, I don't know, almost, almost 20 years ago now when, when we met and I was kind of nervous about, oh, you know, what's this, what's this dude going to be like? You know, what's, he, what, what's this guy's deal? And we got together and we started talking about Giants baseball. We started talking about food and barbecue and Las Vegas. And so, yeah, so it turns out we actually had a lot in common. So uh, I, you're like the little brother I never had. So it's good to have you here. Thanks thanks for coming on, Avery. Yeah, my pleasure. And, uh, yeah, my dad and I approved you and the uh, rest is history. <laughs> that was important. And I will say, don't tell anyone else, but you are my favorite brother-in-law. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I know. Out of all the ones I have to choose from. I know. Out of all the ones. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. I won't. All right. All right. Good. And also joining us is the amazing Haley. Hey, Haley. What's up? Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Haley's a student at Santa Barbara and you're studying communication. This is perfect for you. This could be your gig. Haley, this could begin it all. If you become a star, you have to you have to give us a shout out and say, I got my start on the Infatuation Podcast. Yeah, this was actually, this was probably one of the first times that I actually got the opportunity to be on a podcast because I always told myself I wanted to start one. And just when I was kind of manifesting that to the world, you ended up asking me and just seemed like everything was just working out. I don't know. <laughs> the brainwaves. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember, but uh, you fell for one of my, my tricks. Now everyone's going to know my tricks, but uh, I post questions on my Instagram and I say like, oh, hey, who's reading this book? Or hey, who likes YouTube? And Haley foolishly responded that she liked YouTube. So I said, hey, Haley, want to do a episode with me? So yeah, so cool. Thanks for coming on. Haley's uh, interested in traveling and just giving off good vibes. That's like, uh, that's, that's Haley's thing. So I'm glad you're here with us. Thanks for having me. Let's get to know our co-host today a little bit more. Um, do you guys have an early memory of YouTube? Now, you don't have to get into the details, but when was the first time you remember realizing, man, they got they got everything on YouTube? Can't remember what year, but it was probably like right after college. All I remember was that, uh, do you remember the show MTV Jackass? Yeah. And uh, I hated that show. Uh, for whatever reason, it just annoyed <laughs> the hell out of me. And then... 
my first experience with YouTube, I, from what I remember, is that people were just showing me clips of things that were like on MTV Jackass. Yeah. And I was like, why would anyone want to watch this? This is probably the worst waste of time. And now I find myself falling asleep with my phone on my chest for YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think I have a distinct memory either when I got started. How about you, Haley? Do you have a memory that you remember? My dad was the one that actually introduced me to YouTube. We were watching this one this one channel called Wasabi Productions and they did parodies, um, just a lot of fun stupid stuff on the internet, I guess you would say. And it was the first time I ever saw any type of videos outside of San Francisco or school. It was I was really young, I would say. <laughs> no, I mean, they have everything now. It's it's really kind of crazy. But um, for example, if you ever wanted to start a podcast, <laughs> just type in uh, podcasting for beginners. And yeah, I've learned a lot about podcasting. And I edit this little podcast on Audacity. And there's so many things I don't know about Audacity. So I was like, how do you move a track in Audacity? How do you mute one person in Audacity? And you can learn pretty much... Pretty much anything, it seems like. Remembering now when I first discovered YouTube, I started looking at YouTube videos for how to learn how to play ukulele. That was the first time I ever searched up something on my own. <laughs> and you found hours and hours and hours. Yeah, with songs that I didn't even know you could play on the ukulele. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's it. I, I love it. I mean, I, I think I probably watch more YouTube than I do reg regular. Oh, cut the cable. YouTube's way better. Yeah. Mostly because you can find anything. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, I got little kids and they, they'll, they'll just be, they don't watch TV at all. Like they, they don't know what a commercial is other than an ad. They go, why can't, <laughs> I was watching, what was I watching? Like a football game or something. And then a commercial came on and they're like, can't you just skip these? <laughs> like, no, that's not how TV works. And they're like, well, well, that stinks. Then I don't like it. Because <laughs> they're like, just just hit it after five seconds. Hit the skip button. I was like, no, that's not a thing. But uh, yeah, YouTube's great. We are not being sponsored by YouTube. So if YouTube wants to sponsor this podcast, they are welcome to buy us for $1.6 billion. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're plucking YouTube like crazy today, but we are not affiliated with them at all. But uh, we're, just, we're just fans. We're just fans. All right. Let's move on to uh, to some some topics here. So uh, I think the way we're going to do this podcast today is we're just going to each maybe pick a show and a channel and just recommend it. And if uh, for those of you out there who have never heard of it, I might play a few seconds of an episode to uh, familiarize you. But you're going to have to look it up yourself because this is this is a podcast, right? So YouTube over the radio, not really the best thing in the world, but. Uh, Let's go ahead. Uh, Haley, since you're the youngest member of our team today, do you want to start off with a recommendation? Sure. Um, have you guys heard of Wong Fu Productions? Wong Fu Productions. That is probably the first channel that I fell in love with. Probably watched almost every series possible. Um, preparing for this podcast, I actually went on their YouTube yesterday, and I saw that they're going to have a 10 year anniversary of strangers again. If you guys have ever watched that, probably my favorite video on YouTube. till this day. <laughs> I was going to mention that one too. Um, why, why do you like it so much? Because imagine me being maybe, let's see, that's 10 years ago. Me being 11 years old <laughs> and 
finding out this is what love is like uh, through the stages and thinking that I can relate to that when I've never even been in a relationship, if you really think about it, at 11 years old. And I just loved love. And it made me romanticize life, kind of made me look forward to growing up and finding someone in the future. Just, I could say that YouTube had a big effect on my childhood. And I think that's why I see love or, you know, different people on the internet the way I do now. It, I guess it just had a big impact on me in some ways. From that point on, we entered stage two, the chase. Some say it's the best part. All I wanted was to know more about her. All I wanted to do was hang out with her. Ready? The only person I wanted to talk to was her. She was the number one priority. What the hell, man? And every time I saw her, butterflies. She was everything that I thought could be perfect in a girl. And as soon as it felt right, would you be my girlfriend? With this simple word, we began our relationship, taking us into stage three, the honeymoon. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, and you know, Avery and I are older than Haley, so, so we definitely remember a time when, like, I, I remember in high school or college thinking, why doesn't anyone ever write a love story with Asians as the main character, or why aren't why don't I ever see a movie with Asians as the main character where they're not doing kung fu, right? Where they're not immigrants, or where they're just they're just Asian Americans living life, right? Why don't why aren't there any shows like that where the character doesn't even have to be Asian, they just happen to be Asian? And then here we are years later, and and you can see a love story, and those characters could have been anything, right? There was nothing explicitly Asian about those characters other than they just happen to be Asian. And I, I loved it because it was a love story. It was a love movie. It was like 20 minutes. It was a long, it was a fairly long clip. Right. And, um, it was just two people in love or not in love. Right. As it goes. And it was just showing real people was, it was fictional of course, but it was just showing, uh, Asians portraying real people and they were just living life. And, I thought that was so cool, and I, I I do remember that video because of that, because and that channel, you know, because some of their content is ex- explicitly Asian, right? Like the Asian Bachelorette, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but some of their content is just Asians living their lives, right? And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it was really nice. They're actually going to have a part two, from what I saw Ooh. yesterday, um, on their YouTube. I'm really excited. <laughs> Do you know them at all, Avery? Do you ever watch Wong Fu? I've seen, I've come across uh, uh, friends like just forwarding it to me or like, you know, uh, sharing it with me and then I'll watch a few clips. But uh, I I was like uh, big fans of like, what was it Fung Brothers, like or Fung Bros back in the days when they first started. And just looking back at my, my YouTube history and then looking at the early days, I was like, wow, that production value was like way different than what it is now. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was cutting edge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, both of those two, Fung Bros and Wang Fu, I think they have a kind of a friendly rivalry. Or maybe it's not friendly. Yeah, I don't know. 
They have a little bit of a rivalry, but they they both produce things that are um, just. I think they're high quality now when you look at it, and it was stuff that you'd never seen before. You know, like the the sense of humor and this the way that they kind of had their finger on uh, just just life as an Asian American in America uh, was, was pretty unique that I'd never seen anything like that before. So they were trailblazers. So trailblazers. <laughs> yeah. I, I did a little research on them and, um, I didn't know they were from the Bay area. So, so that's kind of cool. And they ended up meeting, uh, at UC San Diego in 2004. So before YouTube was even a thing, they met and they started to do just for fun, some music videos and kind of their own version yep. of it. And then it just kind of it kind of caught on, and then it was like perfect timing, right? As soon as they started making content and wanted to share it, they they actually shared it on just like USBs. They would hand out. That's where I first out, discovered like, Fung Brothers, and then eventually Fung Bros, and eventually went on to uh, YouTube. But it was literally friends sharing it on USB or or here's MP4 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it was like this compressed version of like pixelated like at the time grainy. it was like asian moms it was like hilarious you know that was like growing up it's like yeah you know, and they had like many parts to it and it was like just hilarious no they've they've hit they hit a lot of segments of asian life um and they've worked with almost everyone right they work with almost everyone who's anyone in the asian american community yeah, that's all I was going to say. I think because of Wong Fu, I ended up discovering Ryan Higa, uh, Kev Jumba, a bunch of other Asian YouTube stars. And then I just fell into the very deep hole of YouTube and just never came out of it. <laughs> I had a funny story. I actually um, was on I was on Clement Street and I was walking by and then all of a sudden I'm walking and all these... Asian girls in their teens run past me screaming and I'm like what the heck is going on and they're running over to this car and it's Ryan Higa he was doing something at the four-star theater on uh, Clement and I was like 10 feet away from him and I almost got destroyed and I, I was just trying to get out of there as soon as possible but these girls were screaming and running and pushing me out of the way and I was like who is this Ryan Higa guy and then I told uh, I told my students at school that I walked past Ryan Higa and they were freaking out. They're like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you stop and say hi?" I was like, "I didn't even know who he was." But yeah, he was another original, another original YouTuber. That you know, what, what was his thing, Haley? He was like known for ranting. What, what's Ryan Higa's Anything, thing? Trying things that were impossible or just questions that didn't really make sense, like dancing without moving, those kind of things. I don't know. (laughs) It's just nonsense, but he's funny, right? He was really funny. And they also made the song Nice Guys. I don't know if you guys remember the music. Uh That was pretty funny. (laughs) And the t-shirts. Yeah, they had merch. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of Philip Wang's new boba place, Bopo Mofo. Recently, it's called Bopo Mofo. Where is it at? Uh, It's in L.A. All right. Yeah, um, we went. I went last month actually, and we were just like, "Oh, what if we, what if we bump into Wong Fu here?" And he actually ended up coming, and of course, me fangirling, thinking I'm gonna get a picture with him. He goes straight inside, but he actually was handing out drinks for people, and he handed it out to one of my friends. And I was like, "Why didn't you ask for a picture?" She's like, "I can't do that. He's working." <laughs> so yeah, of course, I was fangirling, but it was really nice. Cause no, he's he's a legit celebrity now. I think you know, <laughs> like in terms Asian American, his age group, he's he's definitely very recognizable and and a legend, right? That's really cool. 
Yeah. I think during, well, during my trip to LA, we actually went to San Diego after and I went to UC San Diego for the first time. And all of my friends being big Wong Fu fans were telling me this is where they used to take videos. This is the library they went to. And I'm like, okay, you know, a bunch of other students go here too. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like holy ground to them. Just the fact that they were, were, were doing what they're doing was very impressive to me. All right, let's see. Uh, Avery, who you got for us? You got someone you want to recommend for us? Yeah, uh, well, I talked about uh, Fung Brothers, or Fung Brothers, I always call them Fung Brothers, but uh, uh, another one was this, um, uh, what do you call it? It's a channel that I didn't know I watched a lot of until I like went through my like history, but it was, uh, it was it's one of those, it's that, um, it's like the the other one that does it, uh, was it, it's like, some Chinese lady that lives in the uh, big city that moved out to the country life. Yeah, she's the one I was going to recommend. I was going to is Lee Zi Chi is the original. Lee Zi Chi, okay. And you did Dan Shi. Uh, what is it? Dan Shi Gao Je. I like Xiao Ge. Yeah, Xiao Dan Ge. Dan Shi Xiao Ge. Yeah, no, they're both kind of similar. Haley, have you ever seen these? Not at all. All right, I got to show you. Yeah, I got to show you. So yeah, you're right. There, well, Lizzie Chi was a city girl. She was trying to be like a DJ and a singer. Do you know anything about Dan Shi Xiaoge? I don't. But same story. Also lived in the city and then yeah. moved out to the countryside and pretty much started living there. But that's what they say, living there. I'm gonna guess just filmed there. They like I know Lizzie Chi was trying to be a, a singer slash DJ in Shanghai, and she didn't have that much success. And she did like the opposite. She was a kind of a country girl. She went back home. Like in China, I think it's 80% of the population lives in the big cities. And so she, she went the opposite way. She went back to the country where she kind of knew how to do stuff. And she lived with her grandma. Uh, I think there are some family reasons why she did that. So she lived with her grandma and she, she filmed herself making a dress in a traditional way. And it really struck a chord with the city folks and they were kind of like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. And so she ended up doing a series of videos on, like, country living. And it caught the eye of a producer who was like, we got to get you some better quality equipment. And we got to, you know, we got to upgrade upgrade your uh, your production value. And so she started filming and it blew up. Like, she had, what, let me look, look at it. She has 15.7 million subscribers which is more than some countries, right? There are countries smaller than that. And each video gets, uh, you know, millions of views. Like I'm looking at this one video here called The Life of Cotton. And it has 46 million views, which is like bigger than Canada, right? So there's almost no speaking. And it's just her working. Uh, what kind of got you into watching Dan Shi Xiaoge? Uh, probably YouTube's algorithms, but I got there because... I was trying to make Chinese roast pork with that crispy skin. And then there was an episode of, and I just kept looking through YouTube, just trying to find all the tips and came across her video where she was like making it. So I was like, Oh, okay. It's so like, she's making it old school way. They must know how to do it. Suddenly I'm watching a clip. I'm like, wait, hold up. What is she doing? And then she like goes to the, I guess the, the yard and starts picking up or, or, or harvesting spices and herbs and stuff like that and then go pick some vegetables and i'm like wait what and she's like this one person crew and she's doing everything by herself and i was like this is actually pretty interesting and then there's another clip and another clip and i just get sucked into it 
And then, like you said, there's no talking involved, um, but the production value is really high and like the editing is really good. And suddenly I find myself like in this ASMR mode, like, yeah, yeah, like just getting super relaxing. Yeah, relaxing and and hypnotized by it. Uh, And I just started watching like probably every episode there was. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, that's a little bit of a knock on them is like, all right, so you're living out in the country with, you know, very little electricity and whatever. But you have 15 angles on the yeah. Yes. Like there's, there's all these camera people. Like who's doing this? But it looks like they're by themselves, right? It looks like she's out in the field by herself. But they're like, wait, they have five angles of her picking this cotton or whatever. Well, what's funny is uh, I didn't realize that until like a month later into watching it. I, I I think one night I was cooking dinner and all I was doing was just like washing lettuce for salad, and it took me like 30 minutes. And she's going out to like the field to like harvest her lettuce. Then out of nowhere, she has this giant tub of clean water. I'm like, hold up, wait up. There's no electricity. There's no running water. Where'd you get that clean water from? And you have a meal and like, you know, before the sunset, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, it just took me 30 minutes. I actually did see the sun starting to set by the time dinner was over. How in the world did you cook like a 10 course meal by yourself? And there's like literally no one around her. So when Curtis shows this clip, you'll notice that she's the only one, and suddenly you have this, like, 10-course meal. <laughs> and then, you know, when you have 46 million views on a video, you're you're making pretty good money. That's actually probably what triggered it. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> so she probably, like, does this out in the country for a couple of days and then drives home in her Lamborghini <laughs> to her mansion <laughs> in Shanghai. <laughs> no, there's a helicopter pad right next to you. <laughs> I don't want to kill the, I don't want to kill the vibe, but, uh, yeah, there's this... <laughs> There's something to it. But, uh, all right, let's watch a little clip of, uh, this is Lizzie Chi. Uh, she's awesome, though. I, I I still like her, even though I'm a little skeptical of that she's doing all this by herself. And actually, my wife uh, was saying, like, look at her hands, man. She's not digging in the dirt with those. Oh, I said that, too. After a while, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, her nails will be all busted I, up. Well, what I started noticing was, like, wait a minute. How do you have perfect makeup after you hit the field? And then come back and cook a 10-course meal, and you still look the same afterwards. Well, I look, when I work the rice field, Avery, I look pretty good. I think. Okay, I all right. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's just me, then. I'm, I'm... It, can, it can be done. Okay. <laughs> all right, so here she is working the field. Uh, this is called The Life of Cotton. Notice no power tools here. She's new, you know, She's got a stick. <laughs> One seed at a time. Look at those, hand, look at those manicured nails, too. <laughs> Watering. Okay, let me zoom. Let me zoom ahead a little bit. Back at it. Three months later. Oh, look at this girl. All right. So now she's picking it. One person crew. Look at all these. Look at the B roll. She's got some B roll. She's not gonna make a shirt. Is she cotton t-shirt. Oh no. A shirt. Too easy, Avery. Too okay. easy. Oh, but one of the things is broken, so she's got to fix that with her cleaver. Oh, that's right. She doesn't exactly ever have any like tools specifically for a task. It's like just a rock. Yeah, or, yeah or here she goes. There's your grandma. All right, so she already made the thread. We, oh, I skipped past the thread making part. So she made that thread, Haley. Oh. <laughs> she didn't go to the store and buy that thread. That was the cotton. That was the sure? Cotton. Like, that's not going to take any amount of time, right? She can do that in a day. All right, so what is she making? What is she making? Check it out, man. She making a mattress? Yup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's not going to sleep train. She's making her mattress. <laughs> Going a twenty hundred mattress or purple? Oh, she dyed that cloth herself too. So that wasn't blue to start with. She had to dye that from like blue beetles. 
So there's the bed for Granny that she made. But wait, wait for it. Doggy gets one too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pooper. You ever make a friendship bracelet? Uh, friendship bracelets? Yeah, we just did. We just did at the house. Oh, how long did it take? Oh, uh, a good hour probably for like uh, an inch. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> she just made a mattress like in a week. Yeah, man. I can see why this uh, why this channel is interesting. I was very intrigued already. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's no, super... you get sucked into it. It's actually very soothing. No, she makes furniture with knives. Like she just carves bamboo with like hatchets. She cooks like yeah, like Avery said, ten course meals. You ever light charcoal for a barbecue grill? That thing takes like an hour to do, and you know she's there with logs, and you know she just goes, yeah. and suddenly Cook. the thing's on fire. And I'm like, wait, what? Cooking on fire. Yeah, no, she's awesome. I want to see awesome. if she has an instant, like an Instagram now. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. Do they ban that in China? I don't know. Not she's like bling empire instagram worthy <laughs> yeah yeah maybe I, i'm curious what she really lives lives like but uh yeah no she's she's blown up she's she's a huge celebrity in china and, and like you said there's 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 knockoff channels well not even knockoffs now they <laughs> even Danxi xiaoge has like seven million subscribers so they're you know even the knockoff channels have millions of subscribers so it's a thing it's a thing who knew it's equivalent to that guy with a uh, with a stick, and he makes his own swimming pool. You ever you ever watch that one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen some other videos where people are just yeah with all hand tools. Yeah. and it is relaxing, but it's kind of like yeah, you know, they have this thing now called a drill, you know, mm-hmm. or a saw. <laughs> but it is relaxing, and I think it is it appeals to this uh, to this city crowd where they're you know they don't do that anymore, and they're kind of longing for those days, and yeah, so that's kind of that's a great pick. So we both kind of uh, had similar picks on that one, but they're blowing up. They're they're huge, millions of views, and um, yeah, more power to them. I'm proud of them. You know, it's my people, able to do stuff. That's cool. All right, I got a list of some folks here that we can talk through a little bit if you've heard of them. Uh, one we got to mention, the OG Asian makeup queen. Now, don't ask me how I know this, Haley, but uh, Michelle Fan. You ever watch any Michelle Fan? Why does that sound so familiar? Because she's the queen. That's why it sounds familiar. Wait, she's well, the original. I'm going to have to look. Or do you have like okay. a video? Yeah, let me I, look. I know I've seen her because that sounds right. I've never watched her, but I've probably heard all of it because my wife's a hair and makeup artist. And oh, yes. yes. So I've heard Michelle Fan all the time. Yeah, she's the OG. Like she, um, what? Let me look at what year she started. Uh, she started in 2006. Yeah, Ooh. so she she was early on. One billion. Yeah. Whoa. So she's she's had over a billion views of her videos. Um, I don't even know how many she has here. Let me. Look what are you at, Curtis? Five hundred now. Yeah, <laughs> not five hundred million, just five hundred. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I got a little ways to go. We got to grow. You're the... almost there. You're right behind. I definitely remember the Lady Gaga poker face tutorial. Yeah. So she did these transfer Barbie transformations. Lady Gaga. That's 12 years ago. So you were just a young, young girl. Yeah. I was like nine, eight, nine. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how many of us had ever heard of a an Asian makeup tutorial you know like because it's different 
right? I can only guess that Asian makeup would be different. Doing doing makeup on an Asian person would be different than a Caucasian person. And so she came in in 2006 and and gave like kind of down-to-earth tips, but also kind of these crazy tips. Um, And she just kind of grew as a persona. Going back to the Lady Gaga makeup tutorial video, I actually remember why I searched that up. (laughs) I was Lady Gaga for... Halloween in sixth grade, I think sixth or seventh grade. So of course I wanted to do fun makeup. And when I saw this Asian girl doing Lady Gaga makeup, I was like, oh my gosh, it's possible. I can pro- I can probably do it myself. Um, but then you look at the whole tutorial and you realize it's a very simple tutorial. She's just wearing a wig, puts like a little thunder or a lightning bolt on the side of her, <laughs> on the side of her face. Um, but it made me interested in makeup, made me interested in doing tutorials one day. So I even started thinking of ideas to make ukulele tutorials after, you know, watching makeup tutorials or ukulele tutorials. So, yeah, a lot of inspiration out here. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Representation matters. When you see someone that looks like you or at least a little bit like you, right, that um, has made it, right? And it gives you some inspiration. It gives you some idea that that you too can do stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. This tutorial will show you how to replicate those silver eyes in her music video. I'm not trying to be Lady Gaga, nor do I think I look like her. I'm just having fun replicating her style. I figured you guys already know the usual, using concealer, foundation, and powder for the eyebrows. This now was, you don't need the blonde wig or glow. This was iconic. <laughs> yeah. When I first watched this, I was like, "Whoa!" Thirty-four million views. Thirty-four yeah. mil. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. Because, like, yeah, like you said, where are you gonna see an Asian girl doing Lady Gaga? Music? <laughs> no, YouTube. That's the only place you're ever gonna see that, right? You can but find like you said, it, on YouTube. it opened the possibilities for you not only as a Halloween participant, but as a career, right? Something that you could see yourself wanting to do later in life that's cool yeah oh so, yeah. i remember i did end up buying that silver <laughs> that silver eyeshadow she's putting on right now <laughs> did you pull it off did you pull off the look Haley? i don't think i was able to do the makeup my mom just doesn't even know how to do makeup like like you know like lady over here michelle fan <laughs> all right uh help my wife get her business started that's actually part of the reason is why she owns her own businesses because she watched all these tutorials start a new career from it What's her career? Uh, she owns her own uh, hair and makeup uh, studio. Oh. So she does commercial and um, uh, bridal makeup. That's cool. You want to give her a plug? Hey, plug the website? Yeah, yeah. Uh, April Foster Bridal is her bridal business. And then actually you could just look her up if you just type in April Foster. You'll... Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, Michelle Fan. Um, I, again, I don't know that much about her because I don't watch her that much, but Oh, yeah, it sounds like you both have a little bit of a story about her. So she's a legend. I had to mention her. Uh, Here's one that's a little more recent. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the two-week ab shred? Chloe Ting? Chloe Ting. Two-week shred? Yes. I have not. You have to tell me a little bit more about this. uh, Well, that's why you don't have killer abs, Dave. Uh, I know. (laughs) I I have never done the two-week shred, but uh, it has been recommended to, to me before. But Chloe Ting... Uh, Australian, Australian woman. Um, she started not that long ago, I think two or three years ago, uh, just doing some, some workout videos and she got kind of this, it it turned into kind of a challenge, uh, 
where people are like doing before and after pictures on Instagram or TikTok. And so she she did this video and here is 372 Ooh. million views. And in 2 weeks you guys can bounce a bowling ball off your stomach <laughs> and just flex on all your rivals. Uh so yeah, she she's she's a fitness person. She's a little bit more lifestyle now too, a little bit. She talks about eating. Um, I haven't watched a ton of her. I probably should do a workout here or there, but uh, it's pretty tough. But she, you know what I like about her? I saw one where she kind of failed. Like she was trying to do uh, a workout, and she was she was failing at it. And I kind of like that because she you know she left it in. You know, I, I forget which one it was. I think I've actually seen that too. I don't know which one it was though. But she she was definitely shifting side to side or I know what you're talking about though. <laughs> yeah, she ran she ran out of gas or something. Like she was kind of like you know what she's not. She's fit, but she's not super skinny. Like she's not like a stick skinny. Yeah. And um, you know, yeah, I shouldn't talk, but she's she's really <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she's fit for sure. She's more fit than I am. But uh but I, I don't know. She seems approachable to me. Plus she's got the Australian accent, which is always a bonus. Yeah. Hey everyone, today's app workout is just ten minutes, but it's gonna be intense. Your abs will love you and hate you at the same time, but it's gonna be worth it. So this workout is part of my two-week shredding program to help you get closer to that defined abs and the schedule is over here. First exercise is late raise clap. Lower down your legs slowly and lift them back up. Then crunch up and clap your hands. Make sure your back is flat on the ground when you lower your legs down as you don't want to injure your back. Hey, Curtis, you and me, two weeks. There must Let's be some it. legitimacy in this because it's 372 million views. Otherwise, it... Oh, no, it, it's... It, I, I've heard I've heard people say it. it's it's killer. You know, like, you're not going to be able to do it the first day. Kind of kind of work your way up to it. But, yeah, two weeks. Or, you know what we should do, Abe? We should come out with the one-week ab video. I was going to say, we can get 700 million views. <laughs> one-day video. Oh, well, I don't know. Is that the minimum? Is two weeks the minimum to shred your ab? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, if we can figure it out in one week, we'll get, like I said, twice the amount of views. Or we should do 13 days. Let's not let's not be cocky here. Okay. 13 days. <laughs> I remember um, when I first moved to Santa Barbara with my new housemates, we had this plan of, you know, we're going to do everything together. We're going to work out. We're going to eat good. You know, just like that first move in glow where all of us are very optimistic about our future. So the first week that we moved in, we tried out the two-week shred. And... <laughs> I I lasted maybe two days, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. We can, we can come back tomorrow. <laughs> it's no joke. Yeah, it's no joke. Yeah. I, I don't think any of us made it through the whole two weeks. But <laughs> but it gives you it gives you something to shoot for, which yeah. I, I think is good. Maybe that's the trick. Only people who can finish it already have shredded abs. Oh. Maybe. Think no, no. That. Actually, if think you look that. at her, she, she posts some before. People send her before and after pictures all the time. Uh-huh. And it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, some of these transformations. And even she's blown away. And she said that's what motivates her. You know, like she's, I mean, that and the millions of dollars. <laughs> but, uh, but I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that. You know, but she said, in her words, she was saying that, yeah, seeing these before and after, after pictures are so rewarding for her. And it makes her want to keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, more power to her. You know what, Curtis and Avery? I challenge both of you to the two-week tread. Are you in on this? Yeah, yeah. I I can do it. I got to go to Vegas in about two weeks. I I need that that pool nod right there. 
Oh, are you? Okay. I have to go to Vegas in August. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. You know, we all got to get it shredded for Vegas. That's time. Yeah, Curtis, oh, you just got to buy tickets to Vegas now. And then, yeah. I am going to Hawaii. Oh, there you go. You got to get shredded for Hawaii. But see, I'm a dad, so I always keep my kids around, so I can I can rock the dad bod, and I kind of have an excuse. So <laughs> maybe you can have a shredded uh, shredded dad channel. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Now I think it'd be, it'd be more popular if I just had a dad bod channel. Where it's kind of like, <laughs> hey, you want a dad bod? Here's Asian, how you get a dad bod. Asian dad bod. Yeah, just lay on the couch and watch YouTube. That's how you get the Asian dad bod. Yeah. All right. Um. I want to mention Anna Akana. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She, um, she's not as big as the other two. Uh, she's an interesting, interesting person. And one of her missions in life is, uh, so she does a lot of nonsense too, but, uh, in terms of just content, her content is, isn't super serious or anything, but she does do some on suicide prevention that will just break your heart because she, her sister committed suicide. Mm. And, so she has this a couple videos on suicide prevention that are very, oh man, you, you gotta be in a in a good place to watch them because they're rough, they're super tough, and because she said she struggled with it as well, and so now you know she does kind of some other just kind of life stuff, and she's funny. So uh, if you want to watch some of her, this is the one that is a killer. It's called "When I Wanted to Die." I'm so late. I'm so late. I'm so late. <laughs> Never drinking again. Two, one, happy What's the point? Everyone dies. Everyone you love leaves or dies. Oh my god, this movie is so bad. But you're great in it though. Kill me. Let's work on this. Sorry. But you said nothing you say will change my mind. I'm done. I'm done with you. Um, but again, get get in a good space when you watch this is not light at all but uh so she does some just just kind of lifestyle stuff just talking about life as a as a as a person as a female and she's she just came out as bisexual so it it, i i want to plug her just because one because of her suicide prevention stuff but two she's just entertaining and she's she's an interesting watch so what is she at she's at 2.8 you know very respectable 2.8 million Got 400 videos, so check out Anna Akana if you have time. I'm surprised I've never heard of her channel. Actually, they look so interesting. I yeah, well, that's the thing about YouTube, man. It's like um, there's a lot of people you've never heard of. I'm sure. I mean, this is definitely not going to be an exhaustive list, right, of all the Asians on YouTube because there's so many, and there's so many good ones. So many good ones. Do you remember um, uh, like Channel 26? This was like. Oh, in San Francisco? Yeah, in San Francisco. This might be before your time, Haley, but... KTSF? KTSF. And they had, like, Asian-American, like, uh, um, segments, or what do you call it, um, produced shows for, like, I think two hours a day, and that's it. That's all it was. I, I remember, like, it was so limited to, like, only three or four shows. And now, man, you've got, like, 
thousands, if not ten thousands of like. Well, that that's the thing. Like in the eighties or nineties, if you wanted a show, you had to go to us. You had to go to a network, or you had to go to a producer. We were talking about this when we were talking about music. And now, you know, people are are making these videos on their phones. I, I mean, it's not free, uh, but there are there are some ways you can make pretty good quality videos with a GoPro or a, a iPhone and you know iMovie, and you can get this stuff out there and get viewers, you know, for very little money. Versus twenty five, thirty years ago, you had to have a crew, right? And and I know, I know, there's probably people at the networks that are like, man, we spent this many thirty million dollars on this show, and we got fourteen million views or whatever. And here's this kid, you know, here's a teenager jumping off of a roof, you know, <laughs> whatever, and he's getting seven million views, you know, with a handheld GoPro or something like that. Yeah, the the world that we live in now, people getting discovered on TikTok or oh, yeah. you know Instagram, it's it's really easy. Or not? I, no, it's not easy. That is the wrong word. <laughs> um, easier. Well, you can get people to see it. Yeah. You yeah. can produce it easier. <laughs> it's doable. It's doable. Yes. Yeah, it happens every day because like how many how many Asian stars were there in the '90s? You know, like there just weren't many at all. But now, I I think a good portion of this country would know who Chloe Ting is, or you know Michelle Fan, or yeah. Wong Fu Productions. Not everyone, of course, still, but it's reaching it's reaching more people than it used to. Few million so. back then it's probably you know a few hundred, and it's just your family and friends. That's probably about it. All right, well, I think this is a good spot to end part one of our conversation about YouTube. Uh, we had some good big channels. I think in part two, we're going to talk about a couple smaller channels and talk a little bit more about uh, our own personal viewing preferences. So thank you all for listening to us. Uh, please write in, whoever you are, at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at infatuationpodcast. I'll put these details in the show notes. Uh, more more episodes coming soon. In addition to part two of this one, we are going to be talking about YouTube food uh, from Asian creators. So we'll have a whole episode just on food. So that'll be fun. Um, but until then, on behalf of Haley, Avery, and myself, I hope you're all happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks again for listening. And talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.